the pandemic, civil unrest, protest, and the road to the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. The heating season is here. Folks, you need to call JKL Engineering today. JKL 401-351-7600. Let JKL Engineering design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier Infinity System. The energy-efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. If you think no gas, hey, guess what? No problem. Let JKL Engineering design and install a high-efficiency heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient. Reduce your oil bill. By as much as 90%, they have the highest rebates of the market, and they also do new installation and replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. JKL is Cary Factory Authorized Dealer, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. You know, for over 50 years, JKL's reputation second to none, especially for technical expertise, customer satisfaction. JKL is an approved national grid BPI installer. JKL is also a Navian certified factory dealer called JKL. System replacement, oil to gas, or for a heat pump. Remember, estimates are free. Financing is available. They're licensed in both Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Call JKL Engineering right now, residential or commercial, at 401-351-7600. JKL, they'll do it right the first time. Now call them. You don't want to get stuck with an inefficient heating system. What if it starts to get really cold? Call JKL right now. Free quote, free estimate. Estimates are free. Financing is available. 401-351-7600. Rhode Island, Massachusetts. It's JKL Engineering. 401-351-7600. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. This portion of the program, what a great week. The final week has arrived. It's Christmas week at PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Stop it and see them. 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. Steve and Debbie and Junior and Byron, they want to thank all of their loyal and new customers for making this year their best year ever with PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. I'm so happy for them. Folks, local business, stop in. They still have some balsam Fraser fir cut trees. They have potted live trees, custom handmade wreaths, whether it's 10 to 60 inches. They also have mistletoe and hanging baskets, roping, cut greens, decorative pots and cemetery baskets, Christmas crafts, gift certificates are available. They're open every day this week right until Christmas Eve. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown, right off of Route 4. You uh, And also look for them on Facebook. It's PR Materials. Their website is prmaterials.shop, and on Facebook, it's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Again, they um, stop in and see them, folks. It's Rhode Island's number one garden center, and they want to thank all of their loyal and new customers for making this year their best year ever again stop in i'm so happy for them they work so hard and they're what they put out is just fantastic it's great service and they're wonderful people merry christmas happy holidays and happy new year to everyone from steve and debbie and junior and byron at pr landscape materials and garden center well folks the vaccine is underway and it's out there and president trump I'll be the first one. President Trump uh, should definitely, in my opinion, he should be getting far more credit for this than he has been getting. You know, it's the president. You think back. President Trump said we're going to have a vaccine before the end of the year. We do. 
The president said the cure can't be worse than the disease. He was proven right. President Trump said, you know, those kids, you need children in schools. It's not a super spreader to children in schools. He was right about that. He's been right on, you know, one thing after another. And for whatever reason right now, now also people are criticizing him. How come he's not getting that vaccine? Well, folks, when when you, he actually, believe it or not, probably still has some immunity because he just had COVID back in September. So there is some element. And then you have to wait some period of time before you end up getting it. Now, you compare the way President Trump handled it to look at the way California has been handled. Uh, right now, L.A. is bracing for the worst. The governor there is back in quarantine. Um <clears throat> they're having massive problems in California where they're also talking about, you know, there's a recall movement out on that governor, uh, governor uh, Gavin Newsom. Now, keep in mind, back in May and June, he was like the hero of California. People wanted him to run for president. I mean, now it is a complete reversal. Folks, that's how quick things can turn around. But uh, but President Trump has been consistent. Now, I know people are still uh, waiting to see is something going to come up. Um, I know there's a lot of talk about this within the White House and that Sidney Powell, she is still pushing that something needs to happen and they need to investigate some of the voting. And the president has certainly has the right to do that, whether or not now the latest now is he's calling January 6th, 6th, January 6th, massive protest day in Washington. And that is the day that the uh, in congress is supposed to then you know certify the election so this thing is not over and that sounds like that could be uh, quite a day in our nation's capital it's a wednesday by the way january 6th more into the new year folks remember with this heating season if you're having a problem with your heating call re coogan and heating today let us into your home don't fix it alone plumbing heating and cooling re coogan and heating call them at 401 732 6562 401 732 6562 re coogan heating remember uh, residential services plumbing heating and cooling helpful trustworthy reliable do you need help with your plumbing your heating your cooling call re coogan and heating today look for them on facebook remember from winter to summer trained technicians provide 100 service one customer at a time from service calls maintenance agreements installation re coogan and heating proud to help residential customers pride themselves make customer satisfaction service and satisfaction a top priority again call them today 401-732-6562 for re coogan and heating you're listening to the john DePietro show folks remember for all your tree service well you want to call yankee tree call them today 401 401- 439-6028 yankee tree service yankee what can they do they do it all tree trimming experts based right in lincoln tree removal since 2006 and also 24 7 emergency service available call yankee tree service today 439-6028 439-6028 whether it's tree removal stump grinding tree pruning emergency service bucket truck at service and bobcat service since 2006 they've been performing tree removal service on top of that nothing stumps yankee tree service they provide stump grinding enjoy your landscape without the eyesore as far as pruning well let them get up there 
Oftentimes, a tree can be pruned instead of cutting it down. At Yankee Tree Service, their licensed arbiters help you decide what's best, the treatment plan for your tree. And maybe it's an emergency service. Did something come down? Call them today, 439-6028, 439-6028. If they have to, they get right up there in the bucket. Yankee Tree Service, since 2006, tree trimming experts. Give them a call, 439-6028, or online at yankeetreeservice.com. It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off the entire store. It's a once-in-a-lifetime sale never done before. 65% off until Christmas Eve. One-year interest-free financing. Anthony's Jewelers, where Rhode Island gets engaged. While the pandemic rages on, you need to stay healthy. You need to take care of your health. You need to stop it and see Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport Restaurant, Call Marie, I call her the Queen of Health, 401-305-3585. You've seen her store. It's right in that old white church. It's my health. Because, folks, it's about your health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Shop local. Stop it and see Marie. What do we have? Well, vitamins, herbal remedies, trusted companies. One understand quality, integrity. Local products like the incredible Acai Berry. She also has honey, maple syrup. Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport Restaurant, has over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices that can be purchased by the ounce, plus box herbs and teas. The service is the best, plus hemp and CBD products, plus massage therapy, reflexology, Pilates. Folks, stop it and see her. It's My Health because it's about your health and staying healthy. And children's vitamins, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call her at 401-305-3585. Stop in and see Marie. And It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport Restaurant. Because remember, it's your health. Stop in and see Marie at It's My Health. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. We taste, we start at 11, we go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, which is topetro.com. It's time for our segment, Politics This Week. With me, he is the managing editor of OceanStateCurrent.com. His name is Justin Katz. And uh, Justin, so Governor Mundo announced in this week the pause has come to an end. Uh, there was actually some pushback on it, believe it or not, but from some on the left that, that are just so extreme and feel that everything should just be shut down for the next, you know, 90 days. They are moving to extreme measures like that in parts of Europe. But um, do you think the governor, Governor Mundo, made the right decision by ending the pause? And do you think it was effective and it was the right decision initially? Well, I, I, I think it was the right decision to end it, but that's only because I thought it was – the wrong decision to start it in the first place. Um, I'm not sure I buy a lot of the arguments. It seems very convenient, you know. The oh, we we plateaued our our increase and our models were showing it was going to go off the charts. Well, you know, you, you kind of have to have a short memory if you've forgotten that in spring we were well on a decrease for weeks. And it was still, oh, we can't stop yet. We've got to keep going. We've got to get it almost to zero. So now suddenly, oh, well, we've plateaued. That's good enough. That It just doesn't quite ring true to me. I, I think my impression just has a lot more to do with, with the, the 
the growing sense that people are, have just about had it. And I think uh, the, gov the governor being photographed, as we discussed last week, out on a, at a wine, sipping wine while painting, uh, those sorts of things going across the country are, are wearing people's patience thin. And I, 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 so I think ending the pause was, was really more of a, more of an acknowledgement that she, she, people's goodwill toward, toward this kind of activity is, is just, just not going to last much longer. Well, one of the things, and I think high profile, is that the gyms are reopened. And, you know, it's interesting, Justin Katz, as we've been going through this whole pandemic and talking, they, they still, there has been no evidence there's been any out, out, outbreaks or spread in the gym. There really hasn't been any evidence outbreaks in restaurants. I do find it interesting that the one area that they definitely find where there are outbreaks are within people's homes and that's why it, I, I don't kind of understand why they encourage people to then remain at home, where if you follow that logic, the spread could actually be less if people were not at home. But instead, they were maybe out at a restaurant or just going about their normal day. Well, that's something that's been, you know, we can observe for, for weeks now is the, the spread happens mainly at home, although, you know, that's that's where you're closest to people. So the more people are out bringing stuff home, the more likely you're going to catch it at home, too. Um, but it's at home. It's at work. A very slim, slender thread of the spread is at anything that looks like church or recreation or exercise the very, very small spread there, but those are the areas that the governor feels she can crack down on uh, to make it look as if she's doing something. And, you know, in her announcement ending the, the pause, it, it almost seems like she's she's counseled to, to to say the wrong things from my perspective. I mean, she, what was the quote? She said something to the effect of um, Rhode Islanders were fantastic in following the rules. What? what? I mean, a week ago, it was quotes about how I can't get Rhode Islanders to follow the damn rules. It's not my fault. Blame them. This week, it's, oh, they're doing fantastic. We're all, that's why we can end the pause. I just, I don't know. It's all very, from the, from the solutions she picks to the language she uses, uh, it just doesn't seem to be Credible. I mean, the um, right now, for for example, the, the Rhode Island Center for Freedom and Prosperity is trying to get people to send petitions to the governor's office, and there have been, um, I, I think, over a thousand emails sent using this tool on rifreedom.org uh, to send messages. But the, what what we're asking for is clarity on the CT data with the tests. Um, it, so, in short, the the higher the CT data, the less virus they find to the point that if you're, if you're, if it's high enough, you'll still test positive, but you're essentially, you're essentially not sick. You're, you just have some of the disease in your nose and more than half of the tests up to June. So back when it was actually a big deal were, were very high CT data. Uh, so we need to know if we, if we're being honest, we need to test that kind of stuff. And it's, it, so it starts to seem like a big show. Like the governor says, we're going on a pause. Oh, you're doing great. People are testing positive less, but what does it even mean to test positive now? So between all of these things, I just, I, as I said, I think people's patience is getting thin and the governor has to, has to start acknowledging that, especially when you she's starting to impose fines, like on that max gym that refused to close. That's that's a very good point, and that still has to be decided. Folks, our segment is Politics This Week. With me is Justin Katz, managing editor, OceanStateCurrent.com. Justin, just to give people an idea of you know the backlash that, that is being felt. Now, <clears throat> uh, this, 
different people get involved sometimes. Um, it can draw people into government, into the process. There was a petition going around where people want to impeach uh, Governor Armando. Now, on the one hand, I, I hate to pop someone's balloon if they're actually getting involved in the process. But but at the same time, it, we don't have that type of provision. But to give an idea of people to people just how uh, tired of people are of this and they want to revolt out in California, they, they have a recall provision. And if you get enough signatures, then in this case, it's Governor Newsom. It would go on the ballot if you want to recall that person. Now, in Rhode Island, the way the law is written is in order to remove a governor and have a recall, they have to be found guilty of a crime. They, they have to have committed a crime and been found guilty of a crime. The best, most high profile example was it almost happened uh, during Cianci's first term as mayor in 1984. He was pleading guilty to uh, assaulting Raymond DeLeo. And at the same time, there was a recall movement going on with Cianci. But as far as um, Rhode Island, as much as people can put these petitions forward, there's no way, unless Governor Raimondo committed a crime, you could actually then recall her. We don't have impeachment. When I see that, that's someone that watched what's going on in Washington. They think they could do it here. But do you? what do you make of uh, the fact that in California, which is the, the kids are not even in school, and a big part of that is the teachers' unions. But what do you make of the fact they're actually starting a recall movement against the governor of California? Well, when I see news like that in this context of COVID, I think it's you know it's it's about time. I, I don't know that yeah. that's necessarily the right path. The Senate in Rhode Island is not available to us, but the the right path is to to get to elect legislators to create political pressure to change policies. I mean, here we don't even we wouldn't even have to recall the governor so much as just get the General Assembly to start going in and having session and overseeing what she's doing and pushing back on it. That would be that would be a world of do a world of good. Uh, so I, I, as you say, people are getting involved. That's that's excellent. But they, they should start focusing on, you know, areas that they can actually have some control. But I, I you know, it, it is about time. It's about time for for businesses to start refusing to uh, to, to follow along with the closures. Um, you know, I, I don't go so far as to say that people ought to you know, throw off their masks and walk around. People feel comfortable with that or not. You know, that's that's up to them. Um, take precautions still. But the the idea that people we're, we're closing things down. I mean, one thing that kind of caught my eye and I, I put them I wrote down to, to look at some more today uh, is the governor also announced that there will be no Christmas uh, midnight mass at the cathedral. Well, yeah. you know, whether that's a good idea or a bad idea i don't know but i don't know why the governor's announcing that you know and that's somewhere those are the kinds of things we really need and bishop tobin the catholic bishop in providence diocese has been has been relatively good compared to you know other states where churches are still not open he pushed back on that here but the idea that the idea that the governor's doing that we we really need people to start asserting their their rights, their their ability to make decisions as adults. I mean, another thing the governor mentioned in her latest is we're gonna, she's going to begin allowing um, compassionate care from loved ones in nursing homes and that sort of thing. I mean, that's that that never should have these these things never should have been a question. I mean, if if people are willing to take risks, I mean, f families have been having to have watch their loved ones die alone over over Zoom um, or or other you know internet video services you know if, if they're if you're willing to go stay by your elderly grandmother in the hospital 
then you know you should be able to these sorts of things are just just the basics of freedom and so it, it is about time and it's it's kind of disappointing there's not more that that you know not crowds outside the uh the state house demanding demanding that there be be more that we end the tyranny essentially well and i'll touch on that and then we're going to take a quick break but to me every movement needs a leader and what is absent i did i agree with everything you said but what's absent is if you and i were to say who's the leader of that movement that there isn't any um i i think someone could point to the lieutenant governor's made somewhat an effort but i i just don't think it's taken hold i don't think it's been successful um i i think you could argue aside from that you look it would normally be the opposing party and the Republican Party, to me, has not stepped up. They haven't stepped up enough. I think that certainly could even be a window of opportunity, such as, listen, if you're against this government, you know, uh, state run shutdown, that means you're Republican and use it as a way to appeal to some people that realize, hey, wait a minute, maybe all these years I've been voting Democrat and now the Democrat Party is, you know, too progressive. Maybe I am Republican. I think, as I just said, every movement needs a leader. I don't see one here, uh, certainly not consistently and not someone from, you know, really enough in opposition rallying the troops. Again, Lieutenant Governor Dan McKee, for whatever reason, he has, I'll give him credit, he's, he's tried to, but he just hasn't, whatever it is, whatever tact he's been taking to me hasn't been working. It just hasn't taken hold in at this point, I, I don't know. You still don't see the businesses pushing back, whether it be the Federal Hill you know, Dining Association or the Rhode Island Hospitality. There's no one pushing back. There's been one business that has pushed back, and it's been that, that gym owner, Max Fitness. Folks, quick break. A lot more. Justin Katz, our segment is Politics This Week, right here on the John DePietro Show. What's the point of having an appliance if it doesn't work properly or maybe you have problems with it? I'll tell you what you should do. As I like to say, if your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. Easy to remember, Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. I've used Ryan on several occasions, whether it's for your washing machine or maybe your dryer or the refrigerator, or your stove, or oven, or microwave, any appliance. If your appliance is dying, just call Ryan, 401-710-7096. I was having a problem with our, our clothes dryer. What would happen? It wouldn't turn on. No way they were going to dry the clothes. I called Ryan's Appliance Repair. He fixed that in about five minutes. Then the oven wouldn't heat up. I called Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. He fixed, the, he fixed the, the oven in about five minutes. Folks, call them. All work is guaranteed for 90 days, parts and labor. Senior citizens discounts are available and Saturday appointments are available. Come on, call Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off the entire store. It's a once-in-a-lifetime sale never done before. 65% off until Christmas Eve. One-year interest-free financing. Anthony's Jewelers, where Rhode Island gets engaged. We're in an accident. Someone hits your vehicle. It's damaged in some way. Pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Folks, as you're riding along, you just never know. 
You could be dealing with a drunk driver, someone not paying attention. How about the people texting and driving? If you ever damage your vehicle, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. Several reasons. One, they'll handle everything for you. Two, they're going to work for you, not the insurance company. And three, they'll make your car. It'll look like it just rolled out of the showroom. West Fountain Auto Body. Call them, 401 272 3340. Did someone damage your vehicle? Whether it's a small fender bender or nearly total vehicle, West Fountain will restore your vehicle, get it back on the road. Call them today, 401 272 3340. And remember, if you're having an accident, first thing you want to do, call the police, fill out a police report. If the tow truck shows up, tell them, let's get this vehicle over to West Fountain, 401 272 3340. Our segment is politics this week. With me is Justin Katz, managing editor, OceanStateCurrent.com. Justin, I want to ask you a thought. Last week, Judge Procassini came out, and basically Jeff Britt is not only a, a free free man, but he didn't even charge him with the misdemeanor. Uh, the real damage done there was, I, I really believe it did, that was the nail in the coffin for Mattiello with his uh, campaign. Uh, what is your thought in the aftermath of uh, that, that, that trial that I sat through was a disgrace. They were all pathological liars, by the way. They were all lied. Brit lied. Leo Skenyon lied. And I mean during the course of the campaign. Uh, Mattiello lied. Uh, the whole way that that 2016 election was carried out was just in the Board of Elections. That's Steve Erickson that didn't even compel people to testify in front of the grand jury. It is just such a dark moment. Uh, within the state. I'd like to hear your thoughts on the outcome of the brick trial. Well, you know, the, uh, the fall guy didn't even have to take a fall basically, you know, and, and you know, the, the kicker is he, he's looking to get back into it. It's, it's been, I don't know, in the course of all this, you know, as somebody who's involved in, in local politics and, and trying to, you know, fill out paperwork for PACs. I mean, I got a call from, from the state last week trying to, nitpick my my campaign finance reports as a as a PAC director and just the idea that I'm doing that trying to trying to figure out the the employee of somebody who gave a a little bit more than a hundred dollars in a donation the employer of of that person who gave a little more than a hundred dollars and here we've got you know clearly money flowing around doing shady stuff and you know I'm not even sure I believe that a lot of these campaign finance laws are constitutional but they're on the books right so unless you're going to find them unconstitutional just saying eh, you know what even the misdemeanor charge of campaign finance violations we're just going to let all that go away it's just there's it, it, to me it creates a sense of two to a two-tiered justice system you know you, you create kind of vague rules or or rules that may or may not be followed depending who is who's applied to and then you then you leave it to the, the board of the board of elections in other situations it's the board of ethics here it was a, a judge and you leave it to them to parse out and say you know what you know Maddie already paid the price, so we're not going to follow it. we're not going to impose any restrictions on this now I do think the going after the the laundering thing, which was the big eye-catching thing, was may may very well have been a mistake from the beginning because you, you there you're you're really making the judge make a, a real difficult call on on a, a really hefty application of a of of a fraud um, laundering uh, statute 
but I mean, I'm, I know in the past you, you've suggested the, you know, this is a, it is kind of a big deal because it, it, it has to do with, with our trust in our, our electoral system and our government. Yes. Um, but I, I think that using that statute might've been a little bit of a stretch and then to not even get the misdemeanor on, on campaign finance. I mean, if, if this didn't violate the laws, what does? I mean, for, I was I was told by a board of uh, elections campaign uh, staffer that you can't even use a credit card. To, you know, say say you haven't gotten the checks from people who are going to give you money for your small local campaign, and you use a credit card just to pay for some yard signs, a couple hundred bucks. You can't even do that because you might get some benefit from like airline miles or something. That's how crazy it is for people trying to organize. We talked before about how there's nobody nobody coming forward to oppose the governor. I mean, it's hard to organize against the state government. It's a lot of paperwork, a lot of rules, uh, and that's imposed on everybody else. But here, you know, the Mattiello campaign throws around thousands of dollars and somehow ends up getting uh, getting a Republican to, to go against a Republican with, you know, and, and let's not forget the the statements that Sean Lawton, the Republican in that case, made about how it, part of it, it seemed to be part of a deal to get a policy she wanted uh, passed through the legislature. I mean, that's that's kind of a level of corruption. And so that, yes, my opinion, the, the contrast with the way most people have to deal with this stuff who are trying to follow the laws and just the, the everything, anything goes attitude for the people who are already in power. I mean, that's that's probably more detrimental than the, the laundering in the first place. You know, the judge said he didn't find some of the witnesses credible. What ironic about that is like Britt, the, the person at the center of the throne, he has no credibility. He's a pathological liar. He They were lying all the way through. If you follow, the Board of Elections was trying to get people to come in, talk to them. They wouldn't respond. Uh, they ignored subpoenas. The Board of Elections, led by that Steve Erickson, who, thank God, is out, uh, that guy, he didn't even call Leo Skenyon in, or, or Mattiello, for that matter. They didn't even go in front of the grand jury. But what I also wonder, Justin Katz, is where is immediately following that the press conference of people, Republicans, saying, let's tighten up the laws. Because of this, let's close this loophole. Let's, you know, this money laundering thing should stand. There should never be another election like this again. Um, I, I think this this just showed that if anything, if you get jammed up, you just kind of wave it off, ignore the Board of Elections. They don't have teeth. And then even it gets to court. Granted, it went pretty far, but you're going to walk away from it. I mean, that was during the course of, of uh, during that happening in real time. And then afterwards, Mattiello and his whole crew, they, they completely lied about the whole thing. Now, granted, they weren't on growth, but. Um, to, to then, like, where's the reaction to it? Where's And just as earlier we were talking about, you know, in California, they're going to start a recall movement against the governor. I don't see anyone introducing legislation or calling a press conference saying we want to introduce legislation that if the general population, if the public, uh, the voters are upset with a high elected official, they could start a recall movement. I, I just I know it's the holidays. I know it's in COVID, but wouldn't you think there'd be a little bit more pushback from the loyal opposition? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> on the other hand, it is, it is very frustrating. I mean, the, the degree to which the rules, and you say, you know, you, now you just laugh it off and you'll get away with it. No, that only goes in one direction. I mean, if you think about it, there, are, there the board of elections publishes its list of people who've, 
owe fines and stuff. And often you're talking yes. about a mom who ran for school committee. I've, I've been to board of elections meetings where these people came forward, asked for leniency, and they get like $25 off of hundreds of dollars of fines. But they, they run for school committee. They, they lose track of their, their paperwork, and it ends up racking up hundreds of dollars in fines. And so the Board of Elections publishes a, a huge list. And I think it was the parents of Republican Dan Riley who was who were at the top of the list for, for, for a while. Right. And every now and then you'll get whispers of legislation that will retroactively impose stricter penalties and give those fines some teeth so you can't just ignore them. That's what you face if you're in, in the real world. Um, and so it, it, that makes it really hard for, as you said, the loyal opposition, because you, you start to try to pull people together. You try to get some money for funding. Uh, people are suddenly being outed and getting nasty phone calls and letters threatening them uh, for supporting Republicans. And nobody wants to get involved because they have to file all this paperwork. If you've got investments, you've got to list every investment you have in your portfolio for the Board of Ethics, uh, the Ethics Commission, rather. Uh, it, it's, it's just very difficult to get anything together. And then, then you have the press conference and uh, most of the media may will ignore it uh, possibly because they don't want to upset the insiders and lose access uh, there is it's really a question of what do you do about this now i i agree some of these are are obvious things even if you're not going to go out there calling to tighten up campaign finance you could be out there you know, with a with a press conference about the hypocrisy, find some you know local Republican who had issues with the board of elections and campaign finance and got jammed up for it. Draw that contrast. But you know, you get a small media hit, and most of the people at this point in a loyal opposition have have to have their own separate jobs. We're in, on on a Rhode Island right. We're not handing out you know six figure jobs like they can do among, among the Democrats and the progressives. Uh, so it, it's just, I, I agree there, there ought to be more pushback, but I, at some point I have a hard time blaming the sort of the leaders of the, of the Rhode Island, right? Because it's, there's just having such trouble finding people willing to come forward and, and offer the support. Well, I, I was referring, if you're already in office, and you would at least could announce we're going to introduce legislation oh, to sure. close the loophole and to put it like that. Folks, quick break. A lot more politics this week with Justin Katz, managing editor at OceanStateCard.com, right here on the John DePietro Show. Well, it's a challenge to run your business these days. Maybe you need to find the right type of workers. Why not let MEGA professionals find them for you? Call MEGA professionals today, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508 336 7801 MEGA MEGA professionals 508 336 7801 maybe if you need workers maybe you have workers that won't come back to work you need drivers certified help part time full time maybe weekend work you need the professionals at MEGA professionals let them find the workers for you they screen them all out they send them right over to you serving Rhode Island Massachusetts call them today 508 336 7801. Maybe you need mechanics or skilled labor or warehouse workers, office workers, professionals, even those in the healthcare profession. MEGA professionals, call them today 508 336 7801. Again, 508 336 7801. You focus on your business, let MEGA professionals help you find the workers. MEGA professionals, 508 336-7801. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional 
who has been doing this work for 23 years, contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. Remember, Preferred Towing and Recovery, they're located in Lincoln, and they service the entire state. Preferred is also female-owned and operated by Christine, along with her husband, Mark Levy. They specialize in towing, transport, asset recovery, repossessions, and private property towing services. You know, Mark has been doing repossessions for 30 years. He gets the job done safely, securely. Preferred Towing, call them today, 401-725-8500, 401 725 725-8500 or online at preferredrecovery.com as well as Facebook. Preferred Towing. They can also, you know, they buy older vintage cars. Maybe it's from the 60s, 70s. Maybe you have one. It's been sitting in your garage for who knows how long, the last 15 years. And you keep saying, you know, someday I'm going to restore that. But how about instead call today, 401-725-8500. Call for a fair offer today. It's Preferred Towing in recovery located in Lincoln, 401 725 8500. Again, they've been doing repossessions for 30 years. They'll get the job done safely, secured, safely, and securely. Preferred towing, 401 725 8500 or online, preferredrecovery.com. They're also on Facebook. Our segment is Politics This Week. With me is Justin Katz, managing editor at OceanSeaCart.com. Justin, I just want to touch back on uh, Governor Mundo. By the way, the story of her at the wine and paint and the picture with no mask, that did take off last week. National Fox News, they would, Fox News, they did a segment on it on Tucker Carlson in, I think, the, the B or the C block. Um, and then Fox and Friends did it. I mean, it was everywhere. Do you think that was um, fair criticism? Now, they, they were kind of trying to lump her in with, other politicians that weren't following it. Uh, and one thing that I know the governor people, the governor's people did their defense say is that, you know, she never had a full look, lockdown. And then at the governor spoke about it, her press briefing on Friday, she said she was still maintained. She was following the rules. Um, but did you think that was fair criticism with her uh, receiving that nationally? Well, I, th I think it's fair, uh, especially because it, it draws a, you start to, connect the dots nationally you know you get all these stories of of people the latest i think today or yesterday um about dr burke from the uh from the president's administration family vacation with, you know with with multiple family members traveling across state lines uh, it, that is a an important it's it's important to keep an eye on that and to have that always front and center in a democracy here's how the elites are handling the rules um there as you say the governor did have the the talking point that she could she was within the letter of the law but right. you know if you if you follow her and i've been complaining for months her rules are not letter of the law kind of rules it's all is you don't you never know is this guidance is this a rule can am I is a police officer going to come to my house and count the people there or is that just guidance whereas at work it's a it's a rule and you can be charged five hundred dollars for not following the rules um, that's when I mean, she said if we're going to come to your party and break it up and charge everybody there five hundred dollars she said that so um, 
it, it's not clear what the letter of the law actually is. And part of the reason for that is the General Assembly has been just letting her do whatever she wants. And so we're not within any laws. We're within orders at best. And it's vague what's an order and what's what's just guidance. Um, but she did say, stay at home unless you have to go out. So that's, right. that's the rule. Um, <clears throat> now, in fairness to a lot of these 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 insiders, they know that if if most people stay home, it's perfectly safe for them to go out. So it's it really starts to become a class thing where the hoi polloi get to have to stay home in order to make it safe for the really important people to go out, drink wine, and support their local wine and paint shop, um, as opposed to their local gym. But but I so I, th I think it's absolutely fair. I think it's actually necessary in a democracy for these things to become big stories. And I, I think it's it's too cute by half for the governor to be you know, saying, oh, well, thanks, Tim White. I'm glad you asked the question, but I was within the letter of the law there. You know, all right. We all know how the game that's being played here. Now, you're talking about a national story all over, you know, uh, well, certainly Fox and then Newsmax and then uh, and, and so forth. The Republican Party, their Rhode Island, their reaction to it was they announced they're selling a T-shirt. I think it has the picture of the governor with wine that says hypocrite. Do you think that's an effective way to take advantage of what is certainly a public relations damaging story to the governor. Well, I think it's in the right direction. I might, I mean, <laughs> I might suggest something a little more clever, like rather than hypocrite, have a picture of her with a wine that says, you know, knock it back or something. Um, rather, something that makes it more more fun to wear. But I, I think that's that's the way. As I said earlier, it's hard to get traction with uh, with straightforward press conferences and that kind of political activism. But one thing that does work and the progressives have shown us with Sololinsky and so on is, is mockery. And uh, just that's one thing you can still do is, is make it clear. This is, and you don't have to call somebody a hypocrite, you, you, but it is, it is, you make it clear that that's what they are. And I think that's, that's all that's left to us. And that may be part of what, what ended the pause, right? I mean, here's the governor who just a couple of weeks ago was, was, up for appointment in a uh, in a high profile position yeah, yes. for, under the Biden administration. Uh, and now here we are. She's, in my view, having to, to end her pause to save face, uh, having to kind of you know, grovel a little bit about having gone out and say, well, but I was technically following the rule of the, the letter of the law. Um, so I think that's it's been quite a come down for, for the governor in the past few weeks. I, I agree. I think it was a missed opportunity. There's nothing creative about that. Marketing also will tell you people normally won't wear uh, a shirt. I bet they didn't sell five shirts. Um, they, they, people won't wear a shirt of something of someone that they don't like. For instance, they a Trump supporter won't wear a Biden shirt and vice versa. So I thought it was a missed opportunity on what was a national story. Now, Governor Armando uh, Justin Katz also announced COVID testing at both the mall and stop and shops, and it ran into problems over the weekend where they said they had to shut them down because they were so popular. Now, what does that tell you that, you know, the Dunkin' Donuts Center, which is in Providence, see, I maintain people are still fearful about going into Providence and to go to the dunk. If you live outside, it, it seems like a big deal, but suddenly they put them at the local stop and shops and they were absolutely inundated. And what's the point of, if you're trying to test all these people and then you shut it down because there's too much demand for it. 
<laughs> well, yeah, I, I'm, I'm wondering what, what's the point of testing all these asymptomatic people? I know the, um, there were complaints about the mall event because essentially you're, you're drawing people to the mall. And of course, in, yeah. in typical government fashion, it's, oh, no, the idea was to catch people who were already there. Well, you know, a lot of people, as you say, think, all right, I'm going to go to a Dunkin' Donuts Center. I don't know where to park. I don't know how to do this. It's a right. big ordeal. I don't know if I can go out to lunch is. while I'm in there. Uh, yeah. oh, oh, look, the mall. Okay, that's easy. I can go to the mall. I feel kind of sick. Let yeah. me get tested. Um, so, I, I, you know, I think they found at the mall, what, 650 people were tested and 50 of them tested positive, probably asymptomatic. But I mean, that's that to me is the bigger thing. I know in our family, we've got a wave of uh, children who, who went to different colleges across the country and just watching the differences in attitudes, say with Florida, where they're doing much better. But part of it is they're not testing. I know in, in, in Rhode Island, students are being tested constantly, you know, symptomatic or not. And they're, they're being quarantined in hotel rooms if they, if they test positive. And if they test positive, everybody they know has to quarantine and those people get tested. Whereas in Florida, it's if you're sick, We'll test you. So, yeah, their numbers are coming out a lot better, but their results aren't as far as positive tests, but the results as far as deaths and hospitalizations don't appear to be substantially worse or they're probably better. Um, so here we are saying, OK, wherever you are, just come and get a test. No big deal. <laughs> I, I'm not sure why we're doing that, especially as as I'm trying to read broadly on COVID-19. It seems more and more clear that you cannot transmit the virus if you're asymptomatic. So we're, we're just, we're testing people to find out if they're positive. And of, and of course, I don't know what the, uh, what the current accuracy rate of the test is. At one point I was, I was you know, I was hearing it was over, over 30% false positives. Um, if that's the case, if you test 600 people and 6% of them are positive, they may be 6% of them had false positive tests. We don't know. So it's, and they, if they weren't ill, then what's the point of, of finding out in the first place? That's, that's what's really starting. It's, it's this sense of, of fear and weirdness of it all that I think is, is detrimental. Let's put these people in a mall at a stop and shop where people are already kind of tense going out doing their, trying to do their Christmas shopping. Uh, I don't know. The, the whole thing just seems, seems off. It seems like we've got a bunch of tests we want to use sort of like Christmas coupons where you don't really need the thing at the store, but you've, you've got a 10% off. So you want to use the coupon. I, it almost feels like we're just testing the test at this point as an excuse to keep, keep the governor rolling with her, her orders. You know, it's also interesting, and again, folks, it's Justin Katz, managing at OceanStateCart.com on the John DePietro Show. Our segment is politics this week. Is I also think that the governor and others know the governor lives in Providence. She goes out in Providence. She state houses in Providence. She was mentioning that the Dunkin' Donuts Center is capable of doing, I think she said 5,000 tests yeah. a day, and it's only doing 500. But there is a tone deafness that what they don't get is as the state watched, you know, since June – protests uh they hear about violence they hear about murders homeless people panhandlers black lives matter the the people it's as if no one wants to address the fact that people outside of providence are fearful of going into providence and they seem stunned but huh that's funny we opened something at the mall in warwick and it's free parking and seemingly safe and there's a line out the door and we offer it at the Dunkin' Donuts Center in Providence, and it's a ghost town. No one is going in. Um, I, I think that's part of that they don't – it's denial. They don't want to address the fact that the riots 
and the protests and all the shootings and the murders, it's it's taken a toll outside of Providence. And I saw it with people that um, wanted to go to the Trump rally. There was a Trump rally at the Ronaldo State House in late September. And these people would say, oh, I'm excited about that. When is that? It's this Saturday. Where is it? It's at the Rhode Island State House, Providence. Oh, forget it. I'm not going in. And even if you try to explain, well, it's it's 10 o'clock on a Saturday morning. No way. People, they they will not. But I, I think it's um, I think it's interesting that the, the governor and her people, like they still don't get that. Um, they don't understand that when you go outside of the city and then suddenly there's free, safe testing at a, at a you know, stop and shop parking lot. The, the, the line of cars is out the door, out, out the, you know, the exit, and they have to shut it down because it's so popular. So I think they if they really want to do more of this testing, it has to be less in Providence. Last um, story for you, uh, Justin Katz, before we wish you a Merry Christmas, is um, this story. And I'm glad the journal's really going after it and because it's the revolving door. You know, the General Assembly, they're completely violating the fact that this Erin Lynch Pratt, who they want on the Rhode Island Supreme Court, she she absolutely should not be getting that position. That is uh, violating the revolving door statue that no one from the General Assembly should be sliding into a position like that. Oh, well, absolutely. And I wrote about this uh, on the Ocean State Current in recent weeks. Not only her, but the the other another appointee of the Supreme Court, Melissa Long, was the one who just affirmed the governor's ability to impose uh, fines through executive order. And so a week after, less than a week after she did that, she was appointed to the Supreme Court, or nominated anyway. So I think the the Ethics Commission thing, and that's important to remember, it's not just that the the General Assembly and the governor ignored this. The Ethics Commission, against the advice of their um, their own staff, said, yeah, this is fine. She can, she can be elevated uh, to the Supreme Court straight from her, her legislative seat. So basically, there's, there's nobody in our state government who we can, who we can rely on as people. And, and, you know, and now with, with two of five members, of the, at least, of the Supreme Court in the state having entered office as, in my view, under, under ethical clouds, uh, that doesn't bode well for the court the judiciary either and i think that's that's what's most terrifying apart from you know the just uh, not following rules for for an appointee like this like just the idea that there, there's nobody and we see it and it also reinforces uh, anxieties about covid you know there's nobody the governor's against you the people the general assembly's against the people all these supposedly uh supposedly objective boards like the ethics commission and the board of elections they're against the people uh the courts are not going to help you out there's just nowhere nowhere really to turn and between and i think that's almost the theme of of this conversation between you know jeff Britt not even getting a slap on the wrist as the fall guy for for mattiello and erica uh aaron lynch prada being jumping straight from the General Assembly into the Supreme Court, uh, it's just, you know, th- throw up your hands. <laughs> what, what, what's the point? There, how do you even start, begin to push back on this level of corruption? It's a discouraging thing. Folks, he is the managing editor of OceanStateCurrent.com. Justin Katz, excellent job. Merry Christmas, and we will uh, talk to you Merry next Merry Christmas week. to you. This winter, you can depend on Henry Oil. Call them today, 401 401- 
make Henry Oil, make the switch. Make Henry Oil your reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery company. 401-521-0200. Residential, commercial, fuel oil delivery, fuel oil, diesel, gasoline, reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. It's Henry Oil, serving most of Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. Call them today, 401-521-0200. Remember, with Henry Oil, automatic delivery, budget plans, service contracts, lock and cap pricing. Check out their website, henryoil.com, or call them today, 401-521-0200. Henry Oil. Since 1947, they have a great family history, and they are just terrific. You can depend on Carmine and Lori and the great folks at Henry Oil. Call them today, 401-521-0200. Check them out online at henryoil.com. Residential and commercial fuel oil delivery service contracts, budget plans, reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. Serving most of Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass, it's Henry Oil. Call them 401-521-0200 this winter. I'm asking you to switch to Henry Oil online at henryoil.com. It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off the entire store. It's a once-in-a-lifetime sale never done before. 65% off until Christmas Eve. One-year interest-free financing. Anthony's Jewelers, where Rhode Island gets engaged. Mega Logistics, they're there to help you. Give them a call today, 401-431-2300. MEGA Mega Logistics. If you have freight, you need freight, goods, third-party brokers for your company, warehousing and transportation. How about custom freight, supply chain management, routing, bill auditing, customer developing, proven track record with Fortune 500 companies. You can depend on MEGA, MEGA Logistics. Call them today, 401-431-2300. 401-431-2300. Does that sound like your company? Maybe you have freight or you need freight goods third-party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight. They have the experience. Call them today. MEGA Logistics, 401-431-2300.